listening to you're listening to you are listening you're listening you're listening you're listening to active fm to active fm to active fm fm to active fm hello and welcome to it's a mom's life it's so awesome to have you all here hello tando and we have a special guest we have Leslie Owen here. Leslie is a podcaster, marketing consultant, and speaker. And on her Facebook, it says, Propelling the Potential of Working Moms. I love it. Yes. Um, definitely, I would like to be propelled <laughs> since I'm a working mom. Good welcome, Leslie. <laughs> oh, thank you so much to both of you. I have been looking forward to this for a while. Uh, what a joy it is to join you today. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So, Leslie, um, I think, you know, you can start off sort of by telling us about yourself. Um, what is it that you know, we obviously know what you do, but a little bit more, anything else, any insights? Yeah, I'd like to say that my journey began about 12 years ago, almost 13, with the birth of my first son, my child, my first child. And I, I say when I brought my baby boy home, I also brought the working mom home because I was already wow. working. Um, and so... Now I had a child and now I had to navigate this life of work and home and having children and then also having an ambition to grow in my career. And my goodness, what a crazy ride it's been in these last 12 years. I've added three other children um, yeah. since then. So I have four, four kids wow. from 12 all the way down to four. Um, wow. but I really feel like my life has been laced with a lot of what I call mommy whiplash. And so it's this going hard in my career and then looking behind me and seeing my home just in chaos. So I slam on the brakes, hence the whiplash, because now yeah. I feel, oh, you know what? Never mind to the career. I'm going to go. I'm going to knit. I'm going to sew. I'm going to cook. This is what my family needs. And yet I find that I'm unfulfilled and bored. I'm getting a little oh. resentful of the friends and family who I have now made to believe that they have everything and I have nothing. And so it's just this back and forth, hitting the brakes, going hard, yeah. hitting the brakes. And um, about two years ago, I just got done. I'm just tired. I was like, this cannot be the way um, that yeah. working moms especially function. And um, I left my corporate job. 2020 made it extremely difficult for me to keep that pace up and uh, found, I picked up the consulting that I'd been doing on the side and then just decided, you know, I really have to get ruthless on what matters in my work and at home because I am done being super mom. Yeah. Came yeah. Off. This doesn't work anymore. And I found, not that it's a complete balance because I, I don't think that exists, but I found that there's this spectrum that I can live a life of joy and thriving in both my mission, the purpose, the work that I do outside the home, and my motherhood. And so this is where I've, I found mission and motherhood. I have a podcast also that I just launched in May. Um, and this is what I really try to propel in other working moms. I'd like to start off a question. Sorry, but I can't tell because, because you just said something now. And it's something like... I'm a working mom, so like, you know, I kind of, sometimes I look at other moms and I'm like, I'm envying like Tandor, she gets to like be with the kids and she's like, oh, I also want to be with the kids. Um, you know, at the same time, you know, there's rewards when it comes to your job, but there's also thoughts of things that like, as you say, you left your corporate job, 
no, um, I've got an amazing job, um, very stressful at times, but, you know, very blessed. But there's also a journey that I hoped to go on one day where I can also maybe start my own business or my own thing, or, you know, like you did. Yeah. Were you scared and what made you take that step? Because you're like kind of sitting there, should I, shouldn't I, I can't take care of my family because I'm like, it's the breadwinning stuff here, yeah, I mean, like no salary, what do you do? Yes. Tell us, yeah. Oh goodness, what a great question. Yes, I was scared. Yes. Oh my gosh, my pits were sweating. I was like, <laughs> you know, um, it was almost this intersection of I was on track to become marketing director in in my corporate job, but the stressors of COVID. I had four kids at home. Three of them were being homeschooled. One of them was oh. a two-year-old. My husband was considered an essential worker. He was not at home. So it was me, myself, and I trying to navigate being as strategic as work required me to be yeah. and to be as available as I had to be for four kids at home. So my my body started failing me. Like in my mind, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, I got, I can do it. It's fine. Everything's fine. But my body was failing me. Wow. I started getting chronic sighs every month, like twice a month. I couldn't even see out of one eye because it was so swollen. They also. And I just, I could see that mentally, emotionally, physically, I was being run down. Mm-hmm. So your question is, what were you afraid? Yes, but it, it was also very clear that if I stay, I'm going to lose myself. Sure. I'm going to lose myself. If I go, I don't really know what's on the other side of this, but it has to be different. It has to be better than what this is for me right now. Um, Taking that leap, you know, there is a statistic right now that I recently read and that 64% of women right now are considering jumping into entrepreneurship because the current workplace is just not created for them. The, sure. the requirements of an eight to five job, which is so archaic and, and was created back in um, the four days where you have assembly lines and they had you working from eight to five. It has yeah, literally yeah. not been um, revolutionized since then. Yeah. Even when yeah. you're working then, right? Women back yeah. then were all at home. And yet we are forced to fit in this box and forced to climb these corporate ladders that are not meant for us. And so we have an exit. We have droves of women just saying, never mind, I'm going to go do this on my own. But to your point, there is this fear because entrepreneurship comes with its hardships. Yeah. Yeah. So um, to anyone that is, is trying to figure out, you know, what's my next? What do I want to do? Um, yes, you, you do take it with a step of faith. But knowing that either staying is hard going is hard we, we just kind of have to choose our hard yeah yeah to keeping ourselves first and taking care of ourselves ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. You know, i can relate so much to what you're saying because i wasn't like well that decision like last year was like i was faced with that decision to actually am i gonna make the move and it's scary like you know what denise was asking now you don't know is, is it gonna work i'm gonna be able to you know feel like i'm valuable am i is it gonna work but you know that you actually need to do this for your kids and for your own sanity because there was a 
point in my life where even my body was failing me. So when you said that, I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about because even your health starts going down downwards because everything is on your show. This whole super mom um, thing that we all have for some reason, don't know who did that to us, <laughs> but we feel like we need to carry the whole world on our shoulders and we can do it and we keep pushing ourselves and pushing and pushing. Mm-hmm. So when you were speaking, I could really resonate with what you're saying because I went through that. And when I when the decision was made to leave work last year, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. but at the same time, it was the best decision that I've ever made in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, trade, we trade the consistency the comfort the security in working for someone else right i can i can count on this paycheck coming mm-hmm. um and when we choose to leave and do something on our own we trade that comfort for freedom yeah um, being able to have flexibility being able to craft the life that works for me and my family and and we trade it and so there are moments where i'm like man this freedom is great but there are certainly moments where I'm like, oh, I am responsible for making the rent or, you know, paying the mortgage or all yeah. of those. Things. And so it's, it's again, it's like, choose your heart, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's good. Tanda, do you want to ask another question? Or? Yes. So my first question, because I think I saw, I came across one of your videos. I thought it was very interesting. So I think it's when you were starting or you were, you wanted to start the whole podcast. And you said a thing that I really, really love. You said... Um, friend, you said friend power is more powerful than willpower. Mm-hmm. Like I love that so much when I heard you say, I was literally just smiling going through your page. I was like, oh my gosh, she's awesome. <laughs> so I love that because sometimes, you know, you, you have these ideas and they get stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, because I know I went through this with my husband, you know, I have this brilliant idea. I think this is going to work. I have everything, you know, nailed down. I'm thinking if I tell someone I'm scared that they won't get it or maybe I won't give it to them the way it's in my head and maybe he'll shut me down and say, what about that? What about this? What about the next thing? And sometimes, I don't know if there's any moms maybe who feel that they do have ideas. There's certain things that they want to pursue. But, um, you know, the tell a friend situation is not going to work or maybe they've tried it to tell a friend about the idea and they've been shut down and they feel like that dream died. Mm. Now, how would you advise mom moms who still feel you know there's dreams that are lying dormant inside of them because they haven't told anyone about it or they're too scared to tell someone about it because they feel like someone will just say it's not gonna work or something like that yeah well a couple of things about that friend power is more powerful than willpower i wholeheartedly believe it when it's with the right friends right that's um, good I think we have to be really selective in the voices that we allow into our circle. Um, I, I have a workshop. I did a workshop and it's about friendship and it's the, the powerful catalyst that friendship does in our life, in our business. Um, and what we don't realize half the time, I get to this part in the workshop where it talks about red flags. Well, what are the red flags in your friendship that maybe this is a toxic friend that you need to say goodbye to? And some of them are, you know, they're just always down. Anytime that you try to elevate yourself and share something that you're excited about, they always seem to question you or bring you back to reality. Oh, I'm just your friend that keeps it real, Leslie. You just need to calm down. Um, Another red flag is they always have to one-up you. Oh, I had this idea for a podcast. Oh, well, I've had like five ideas for a podcast. 
so I mean, mm-hmm. I've already done one. So, um, and, and another one is where they they kind of encourage you. They encourage you, but it always ends up being some type of put down. Oh wow, I I can't believe that you actually think that you want to do a podcast. That's so brave of you. I mean, do you really think people are going to listen to what you have to say? And you think like, did you just compliment me, or did you just <laughs> like no. cut me down? So, yeah. and and the crazy thing is, is that when I go through that in my workshop, I can't tell you how many eyes just start to grow like this, huge, because for the first time, these women realize that they have surrounded themselves with other women that don't want them to succeed. So choosing our circle is so important. And when you choose people that are truly for you, that are a safe place where you can share these things, then friend power is more powerful than yeah. ever. Because you can share something with them that's precious to you, that is, it, it's in its beginning stages, and they will be the ones to remind you, hey, what, what about that idea? Or have you done it yet? Or you can do it. It's if there's good. anyone that can do it, it's you. Yeah. But I also believe when you talked, Tondo, about women that may have dreams that are just hidden inside of them because they just don't, they're too afraid or they're, they're, um, they just think, what if it doesn't go well? What if it doesn't happen? I've also learned that I could have all of the praises of the world. I could have all of my friends in my cheer squad, like hyping me up, sending me text messages every day. But if I don't believe in myself, yeah. if I don't think that I can do it, guess who I hear in my head 24-7? I yeah. hear me. Yeah. And I can't keep chasing after people's accolades and affirmations if I'm unwilling to say to myself, Leslie, you can. Yeah. And you should. And it doesn't matter what other people say. This is something that you should do. So it's definitely like a, a combination of both. Yeah, that's very good. No, that's good. I was actually going to say, you know, the, the how would you like combat the whole self-doubt? Mm. Because I think even with me, like, I, you know, I, I'm working and in my work, there's times where I'm like, I don't know if I'm equipped to do this. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I, but I actually have to stop myself and go, I can, I actually can do this. And even like a a day like today, like everything's just a little bit chaos. The kids are now like going to bed a little bit later and, you know, haven't done supper yet. And you kind of sit there and go, oh, I failed as a mom because I focused too much. No, you didn't fail as a mom. Um, Yeah, things are a little bit chaos, but that's okay. Everyone's alive. They're eating. They're okay, you know. Um, so getting rid of that self-doubt as well. I think that's what you said earlier. It's the, one of the biggest killers. But just in terms of like, I've had a crazy day and you're sort of like, oh, you know, I need to focus on work. And then you self-doubt at work, like, am I capable? Am I really good enough? But then even at home, like things just are a little bit chaotic, especially like today. But you like sit and think, oh, am I a good mom? Because my kids are eating late, so I'll get into bed. And it's like... Like, really? Like, sometimes you just need to take a step back and go, everyone's fed, everyone's breathing, so there's life at the end of the tunnel, you know? So the self-doubt, we just need to, to you know, lay off. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, self-doubt is, it, it's like this little attendant that just hangs out here and just loves yeah. to let us know all the ways that we're falling short. And yeah. 
you know, yeah. what you described also reminds me of imposter syndrome. You know, who am I? Who am yeah. I? I'm trying to go and start my own thing. Who am I that I'm going to leave and, and stay at home with my children? Um, and we certainly have a bias towards our brains just go towards keeping us safe. Right. Yeah. That's what yeah. it, it's trying to do. It's trying to protect. It's trying to keep us safe. And so it will default to what's most comfortable. And anything that's new, it's just going to see as a threat. Yeah. So those that's red actually... alarms, the red, the, the red flags, the red alarms are going to be going off the charts because us trying to do something new is us putting ourselves out, quote unquote, in danger. Yeah. And so I love how you said to yourself, hey, everything is actually okay. Yeah. It's our fed. <laughs> you know, we're doing we're doing fine as a family. And it's almost telling your brain, thanks for letting me know that I'm about to step into okay. something new. But I but I'm actually okay. I'm not in danger, yeah. I'm not gonna die. That's so good. I love that what you just said there. Tano, do you wanna go for your next question? Yes. So I know I fell into this trap. Maybe sometimes I still do. <laughs> you know, when you social media doesn't help. Mm. Going through, you know, scrolling on people's pages and you'd find that it seems like people are living their best life. You know, they have their life figured out. They have their calling figured out. They have their career figured out. They have everything, you know, in order. And as a believing mom, maybe if some of the moms that believe, you know, in, in, in Jesus, their faith, they know that God works, right? But maybe he works in other people. It's not working really here. <laughs> Because when I look at other people, he, they seem like they're doing it all. They have it all together. So my question is, when you started, you know, how did you know that this is what God wanted you to do? Because maybe there's moms who are listening and they're like, I don't know, should I, you know, telling someone and hearing a lot of voices. But how do you then just silence all the other voices and know that this is what God is telling you you need to do? Maybe start a podcast or start a business or do whatever. And to just recognize that, no, God has affirmed this and let me just go for it. Gosh, what a great question. Um, you know, I encounter so many women, the women that I coach, um, especially those that are Christian women, they are so hypersensitive to being in God's will. That That's like their highest priority when we're coaching. And I'm asking them things like, what do you want to do? What, do you, what, what ambition do you have? Um, what dreams do you want? It's like they say it and then they have to preface, but I just want to be in God's will. But whatever yeah. God's will is, I just I just want to do that. Yeah, no, that's a real thing, eh? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's almost like this, this distrust of ourselves. I think, especially women of faith, we can just distrust ourselves a lot. And obviously, we want to be aligned to God's will. Obviously, the word tells us. Um, to be obedient to him and to what he's called us to do. But he's also given us a physical body. He's also given us a brain. He's also given us emotional and mental capacity to do things. And that was for a reason. Because there are, and I'm sure you guys have experienced moments where he drops things into our lap and we're like, oh, who am I? That you would bless yeah. me with these things. But half more more times than not, he's like, will you get into this game with me? Will you get into the arena and play with me? Because we've all been called to this great commission, which is to go into the world and to make disciples. 
we are just all going to do that uniquely. So the, the commission hasn't changed. And, but we get so hyper fixated on, oh, but is the podcast in your will? Are you going out? Are you making disciples? Yeah, that's good. You know, and so I think let's, let's let off some of the pressure that we put on ourselves that we have to get it so perfect because I have to tell myself daily, Leslie, you are not powerful enough to disrupt the world. You are not powerful enough to derail your destiny. You are not omnipotent. You are not omnipresent. You're not omniscient. You are not God, Leslie. So just take the next step and trust. That if there's a desire in there, it's because he put it in there. Yeah, that's so oh, good. Oh, that's very good. Sorry, you can speak, Dee. You can go. Uh, I love that so much because I think um, for the first time, I think I shared the King, the Holy Spirit, which hospital should I go to? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I want to hear, go yes. there, go <laughs> there. If if God spoke to me like that, I'll be like, yes, this is how I want it forever in my life. Just tell me clearly, go there. And I remember just the Holy Spirit saying, you decide. And wherever you decide, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. Just trusting us. He's given us a free will, a mind. He's given us, you know, this, we need to think. And whatever he's placed on the inside of us, He will. if he says, I'll be there, that's enough. Mm-hmm. And we try to complicate it so much with what she's saying now, because I know I've, Maybe sometimes still think like that, that I just want to just oh, yeah. be it and just get it right. And you, you don't want to miss it. No. <laughs> so I love what you said. Thank you. It was very helpful. Thank you. Okay. So true. I, I, I love the way you brought in the whole disciple thing because, um, you know, I loved it. It's God's will. What is God's will? It's not the job that you're in. It's not the whatever we think it is the career the the stay-at-home mom it's disciples are you making disciples and whatever you're doing make disciples i love that because it's and it doesn't what you do doesn't change that mission there's one mission and i just yeah i thought that was really nice that you highlighted there um so we're going to start ending off but the the last question from from my side, I don't know if Tando is anymore, but the last question from my side is what, and we probably have a taste now, but what can one expect from your coaching sessions um, that you do with the ladies? Well, I love I love taking a woman that is so guilt filled, she's stuck. So the the working moms that come to me just feel stuck. They feel mm-hmm. stuck in their guilt. They feel stuck in their shame. They really don't know which way to go. And so when they work with me, it really is to help them clarify what is it that you want in your mission, in your career, and in your motherhood. Let's let's allow yourself to dream. Yeah, you know, wow. The neuroscience tells us that the amount of energy we spend hiding the shame you know, protecting like this guilt, right? I'm not a good mom. I'm not a, I'm not a good employee. I'm not good at anything. We expend so much neural energy, basically mm-hmm. trying to keep that away from you and from that other person. So they don't really get a clue of who I really am. Yeah. But that the, the necessary energy in order to create beauty in this world, goodness in this world, we actually need that same energy and yet we're expending it on just trying to hide. 
I want to focus first on dispelling the shame and guilt of coming into community with one another where I am a safe place for you to to say out loud the things that torment you about your mission and your motherhood. Because I can't, I'm not about to coach you into all of your dreams and aspirations in those areas if I don't have any energy from you to go there with. Yeah, that's good. So we have to address the guilt and shame first. We free up that energy and now we get to go and play. Now we get to go dream big. And there are certain practical ways that you can set up your work and your home life that Mm -hmm. serves your mission in motherhood. That's Um, good. We have to get practical. We have to manage our time well. We need to set up our calendars in order to say, okay, I have a four-hour block. I know exactly what I'm going to be working on. It's my primary project in my mission. Boom, I'm doing it. Now I'm going to transition to motherhood. And I need to treat my motherhood and my home strategically. Yeah, I can't just assume that it's going to drift into perfection. It's not. I need to get strategic in the way this household runs without losing the the primary focus of building relationships with my children and my partner because that's foremost and so that's what she ends up leaving she ends up leaving with clarity and and a lot of women tell me you've given me permission to go seek these things that i've wanted to for a long time and it's not that any of us need permission but it's like we need that one person to just be completely authentic with and say, this is what I struggle with. Yeah. That's that's awesome. So we, we don't have a lot of time left. Where can people get hold of you? How can people get hold of you? Yes. So please follow me. I'm on Instagram at Leslie Owen. It's L-E-S-L-E-E-O-W-E-N. Um, I post there all of the time, just different encouragement, practical ways that you as a working mom can pursue mission and motherhood without guilt. Um, but you can also reach me at Leslie at LeslieOwen.com. That's my email, Leslie at LeslieOwen.com. Um, and yeah, just let me know where you're looking to grow, how you're looking to grow in your mission and motherhood. And then of course, um, listen to the podcast. And so you can find yes. my podcast, Mission and Motherhood. It's on all uh, different podcast directories. That'll be awesome. I'm definitely going to do that. Um, I really, I haven't had a lot of time to do much this week, but I'm definitely going to do that because I want to hear what you've got to say. But yeah, it was lovely having you, Leslie. Thank you so much um, from Tando and myself uh, and It's a Mom's Life, where we live, laugh and love. We really, really, really loved having you. Um, but that is all we have time for. And I have to do this quick because we've got like, I don't know how many seconds left. But yes, thank you to everyone. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can have coffee with you any day, but I can't because oh. we are miles away. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, that would be wonderful. I would love that. Active FM Radio has never been better.